BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Happy Friday. Hey, Claude, you want to bring us into today's episode with song? Yes, I do, you guys. It is Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Wow, it's Friday, you guys. We fucking did it. We did it. That It's just so exciting that it's Friday, honestly. It's another like gloomy day here in New York, which made waking up really difficult. And it was made easier knowing that we have two days of alarm-free living coming up. And isn't that something? It's really rainy here in Pennsylvania, too. But it's a mood for sure. And we're just rolling into the weekend, you guys. Like, we're feeling blessed. We're feeling de-stressed. How are you feeling, Jackie? Another day, another LC update. I am feeling okay. Like, I'm really starting to, you know, be at my wits end Break down. And the mornings are when I'm feeling my best. And if I'm coming on here saying, like, I don't know, then I can't even imagine what the afternoon has in store for me. The evenings are just, like, so uncomfortable. I can't even. Like, I just, I can't. I'm so sorry. You're so close to the end. I know. Your maternity leave starts at the end of next week. We're here. We're supporting you. If you need to take a day off, you let me know. I'll just talk to myself for an hour. I think people will just love that. Um, But we're so proud of you. We're so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. No, but doing the show really, like, gets my spirits up. And it's nice to, like, have something, have some purpose. So um, I just need to shake off these, like, cobwebs. I mean, like, my neck is killing. Just everything fucking hurts. And it's all coming down at once. And it's just really really crazy and then like the my sleep is getting worse which is affecting my mornings which were my my best part of day when you like walk around your house and like go pee and stuff do you think like oh my god my water could break at any moment I don't think you're there yet are you I don't think I don't feel like I'm there yet and people say um the baby drops like lower into your belly before it's time to get ready and I don't know that baby has dropped okay I don't feel like I feel like I would know and I don't think that he has so I think you would know for sure so I think I, I'm not worried necessarily about that. But when I'm walking around my apartment, I'm just like waddling. Like it's so cliche the way that you move around. Well, like, yeah. like hands on belly, hands on back. Mm-hmm. Just like from side to side. Like a big, big old lady. You're a big woman and we're so excited for you. <laughs> like this is just the first toast baby. Like that is so crazy. It's so crazy. Can I so, ask you a question? Me? When are you, yeah. When are you going home? And what know. are you, what are you doing this weekend? I don't know. I'm you just don't chilling. have shows. You don't have shows this weekend, right? No, next weekend. So like that's why I've just really been like taking it easy. Ben is away. Ben was in Florida working, and I was on a golf trip with his friends. So I would have been home alone all week, which you know I fucking hate. Right. Right. No. 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 And you know I fully endorsed your decision to make a week of it. I'm just like wondering yeah. uh, when you come home. <laughs> Well, I'll probably come home after the weekend because I have a lot of stuff to do next week and we have an amazing guest coming in studio next week. So I have oh to God, get back to the we real world. Do. We yeah, have you're sadly guest. not going to be there. I'm not going to be there, but I think I'll just submit like a list of questions and you can just like say these come from Jackie. Please. Yes. Respond. OK, cool. No because problem. I'm, I have such so, FOMO. I know. So I do have to come back next week. So I'm going to spend the weekend. No plans yet, but I'm sure it'll be a grand old time. And then I'll officially be back in the real world. But I don't know. Um, that's the remote podcast life. You could do it from anywhere. A farm. I'm not complaining. And because you have no clothes, like we're getting skeletons every day. 
I have no clothing because I was literally supposed to leave my house on Thursday, do shows Thursday, Friday, which requires no clothing, just like my costume, and then come home like Saturday or Sunday. And that was a week ago. So thank God I brought Spooky Scary and thank God Brian has a premium washing machine. I have been washing them almost every day, which like pains me. Because the more I wash it, the more Mm -hmm. disintegrated these cheap Target pajamas come. And I cannot find another pair for the life of me. So it pains me to throw them in the wash. But, like, I'm walking around the farm. There's horses. Like, I got to wash them. Yeah, you do. But I understand fully. I also wanted to give an update because I said yesterday on the show that I don't think that there's anyone out there who's read every single Redheads book and listened to every single episode. And And you offended an entire community. No, I was really overwhelmed and, like, flooded with responses of people saying no I am the person I have done every single book every single episode and there were so many more people than I would have expected I would have thought like one two maybe three but like I, w- I got dms to my personal account I got dms to the redheads account so I'm just like so honored that 28 books 28 episodes you guys are riding with us I literally told you <laughs> I just I couldn't Not to believe everything it because there's me. it's a lot it's a lot of homework of course, but that's what I've been trying to tell you. Like, the redheads can't be stopped. They can't be stopped. And I actually gave you a book suggestion um, last night, Red, White, and Royal Blue. It was our second ever redheads book. And, like, the crew didn't love it, but I think that you would. And I think you should read it next. Okay. And then you can listen well, to the episode. My next, my next challenge, not challenge, but my next thing on my to-do list is to watch the hating game movie okay. um because people actually said it was really good even though when i was like reading the book i couldn't see lucy hale being played as lucy which is just weird um i don't know who the man is but like i just wasn't getting lucy vibes from lucy got it interesting you've been watching a lot of tv yeah like no okay, shade so i want to do a tv recap okay no literally like I and for me it's nice that I can watch a lot of tv and not feel like a piece of shit because it's literally my job like I have a full tv recap plan for today okay. about two of the craziest documentaries I watched last night one of them is trending right now the tinder swindler have you I heard of it saw, I've heard of it and it looks good so you'll share with us I mean it was painful because this man was like so evil and like Jewish and I was like and he was making his like fake names so Jewish and I'm like we have our own problems. Like, stop. Like, seriously. It was painful. It was painful, that part. Um, but it was really good, basically. And I'll do a whole recap. But he ran, like, a $10 million Ponzi scheme through Tinder. Like, it was so crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Yeah. And then the second thing I watched was just Taken at Birth, which I haven't finished yet. Like, we were – our eyes were, like, closing, but we needed to finish. So we still have, like, an hour left. It's a six-hour documentary. It is the most fucked up – it's, like, three identical strangers, but on, su- like, a huge scale – Taken it's at so birth by up. who? Dr. Hicks. Where is he taking them? So he ran a clinic in Georgia in the 60s. And it all happened so long ago. They're having so much hard, like such a hard time finding information. He ran a clinic in the 60s that was known for doing illegal abortions in like a safe way. And he then turned that into running like an enormous adoption ring, like selling babies out the back door for $1,000. Oh, Wow. That sounds over very 200 babies. Well, I'm not going to watch that at the current junction, but no. it sounds interesting. No, 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 no. Oh, so no. I want to talk about both of those in the TV recap. Okay. Um, and then we have a special guest at the end of the episode. and We've got the fast five. So it's going to be a gorgeous Friday. Yeah, a gorgeous Friday. And I feel like a lot of the stories are just like tying up loose ends from the week. And then we can embark on the weekend, like feeling like we can put this week behind us. We've had answers to some of the bigger questions that have been asked this week, as you shall see. And I think without further ado, do, 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 it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And... Before I tell you who today's episode is brought to you by, the Olympics started last night. It was the opening ceremony. I know. Um, I, it was going to be there's a, a part of the stories, if you could hold your horses. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll shut up. Okay. Today's episode <laughs> is brought to you by Paint Your Life. Making new memories in a new world, we have found the best way to hold on to those memories, turning them into something that lasts forever at PaintYourLife.com. So Paint Your Life, I actually happen to have a gorgeous painted portrait of Theo from. It is oh. perhaps my favorite sponsor. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price, or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. I know a lot of people like to use this service to paint pictures of people who have passed away with, you know, maybe their father passed away and then they had a baby that their father never got to meet. So they got, they commissioned someone to paint 
the two people together and it's like really emotional it's it's literally an amazing gift and it's also just like the best thing for yourself so you could choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect it's a super user-friendly platform that makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes and you can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks so send any picture yourself your children your family and you make the perfect birthday, perfect birthday gift, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. I love my Paint Your Life portrait of Theo. It's perhaps one of my most prized possessions. Like, there was a fire. I would grab it first. That is so stunning. Um, so I, I have a Paint Your Life right? portrait from my wedding, which is just like, it looks like a piece of art. Oh. And it's like, all the flowers from my, it's stunning. But now I need one of Bruce. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. So if you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting, 20% off, that's right, and free shipping, but only when you use a special offer by texting MORNING to 64000. That's MORNING to 64000 to get free shipping and 20% off. So MORNING to 64000, paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, that's MORNING to 64000. And today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. According to latest research, 90% of employees plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. Their matching technology helps you find the right people for your roles fast. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com toast. So ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. Find the right employee for your workplace with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com toast. That's ZipRecruiter.com T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Wonderful. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Okay, first story, some breaking-ish news from Kanye, because he's taking to Instagram um, to really ask for help here. He posted a screenshot of North TikTok and said, Since this is my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will. I mean, I don't think promoting her account is is helping going to help. No, but this is definitely something that comes up in divorce proceedings. Like we see it on, you know, uh, Housewives all the time, like when two people get divorced and then yeah. it means that the kids can't film. Um, this is a really interesting subject. I agree. It's drawing more attention to it right now. And like we know how North loves her TikTok. So that's kind is, of a bummer. She's not being forced on TikTok against her will. Literally, North is forcing Kim against her will to make a TikTok. No, but she's on TikTok against Kanye's will. Like, Kanye doesn't approve. Not against her own will. I just think that's kind of hypocritical. Like, he doesn't want... Okay, I would understand if, like, he was always keeping North in the dark, not in the public. But, like, didn't he literally have her perform at his enormous Fashion Week show? Like, so just because it's not your idea, like, you're unhappy with it, he exploits North all the time. Not in a bad way. Like points are being made. Why TikTok? Why is TikTok different from all other platforms? I don't know. He'll have to explain himself for that because that is a good point. Because ultimately, I kind of I feel this a little bit. I mean, I just think kids are on these platforms too young in general. I Um, agree. I also think that going taking to Instagram to share your your qualms is not the place to do it. But I also agree with you that North has very much been on a bigger platform under bigger spotlights, thanks to Kanye. And that was okay with him. So it's a little hypocritical. Yeah. And also like things like this, just give me a pit in my stomach because whenever Kanye is like publicly feuding on social media with his family in the past, it's just correlated to, you know, some of his mental health struggles. And I hope that's not what's going on here, but it just does give me like reminiscent of, you know, his Twitter rants, which yeah. we know was like a really negative headspace for him. So I hope that they can work it out privately and, and that this doesn't mean Kanye is, you know, struggling again. Yeah, but he's he said this a few weeks ago also. I think when he was making those videos in the car on the way to the birthday, the birthday. party, like he's he's been saying he doesn't like North on TikTok. No, but, and I, I believe that, but like handle it. You telling us about it is not going to help your cause. Like no. there's nothing we can do. And he needs to take it up with the boss herself, North. Chris. 
No, North is yeah. in charge of North's destiny. And if and, he and is I having believe, an issue, he needs to talk to North. And I really believe this is one of North's pass- passion projects. And as someone who's like a firm believer in following your passions and, you know, following through on your passion projects, I do support. Like, I do believe North she wakes up every day and can't she can't wait to make a TikTok. Like it makes her so happy. I really think that. So she's gonna have to explain that to him. I think she's the only one who could really get through to him and be like, Dad, I love the talk. The talk life is the best life. It is the best life. I agree with you, North, and I understand. And if someone was trying to take away my TikTok privileges, like they'd have to fight me for it. So I'd fully support North in her passion projects. And I fully support Kanye in his wanting limitations for TikTok. Of course, so do I, but like really handling it like it makes me feel like no, he's I not mean, serious I, yeah, because no, he's posting it on Instagram agreed I don't like the way he's handling it but the message itself I think has merit I think this is probably something that a lot of parents like this is might be relatable for a lot of parents of you know uh eight-year-old girls yeah I mean that's like something that when I think about in the future like having to like talk to my kids about social media like I'm gonna be even though it's like so hypocritical because it's literally my whole job like my children will not have access to social media like after I saw the social dilemma and like what it's doing to the minds and mental health of our young girls like I will literally and I say that now but then like once they're gonna start crying I just throw them the phone um like that's definitely something I think about a lot like how am I gonna have that conversation and like what what are my parenting rules gonna be as it pertains to social media and is that immensely hypocritical of me here's the thing it sounds hypocritical because like your whole life is social media and like you've made your career and you're living with social media but I think the more invested in social media you are like the more aware you are of all of the negative consequences as opposed to someone who just like it partakes just for fun and when they feel like it that's so true. I actually think that most people including like celebrities influencers like they have seen the darkest sides of social media so they are the most um equipped wary of letting their kids use it that's actually a really good point but like I think about that a lot and I'm not even a mother yeah no it's it's scary out there and it's also like every day every week every month like it's degenerating further like we're not trending in an it gets worse and worse we're not trending in an upwards positive direction with the social media comments and behaviors no it's not a it's not linear progress no it's dissension delinear delinear thank you is that the right word i don't know i like literally got wordle in two tries today so i think i'm like an actual wordsmith Oh my god, so I, I shared my Wordle yesterday. First of all, I just want to let everyone know I did not guess shart, okay? <laughs> and I couldn't... Oh, by the way, it took everything inside me not to guess shart yesterday. Okay, because I couldn't share, like I posted my experience on Wordle, but I couldn't share about the shart because I didn't want to give anything away. Now that it's a new day, I need to let you know, like, I did not guess shart, but I had S-H-A-R for four tries before I got it. I had share, I had shark, I had sharp... Mm-hmm. And then it was shard. But I, just I like that's not even that a out. word. Like that was the most annoying word they could have chosen. I know. But I just didn't want to be associated with the shard. So no, but to. you are. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I had to clear my name. <laughs> OK, are you ready for our next story? A follow up to yesterday's story. Our little bubble of joy is over because Khloe Kardashian is denying dating Harry Jowsey. I mean, she definitely left it open to interpretation when she wrote in caps. Absolutely not true. Yeah, no, I'm not sure where we landed, where we netted (laughs) on all of this. It's still possible. Yeah, I think that they're probably, it's like early days. For sure. But you know what's so funny is like Harry Jowsey's such like a fuckboy, like living for the attention. He had posted a photo dump like of his week and buried in the middle was this photo of like his, he's sitting in the driver's seat and in the passenger seat, there's all these flowers and it's like a really nice car. So the Dumont tip said, flowers and bentley and he literally put up a photo of what appears to be flowers and a bentley so he was obviously like pulled that from pinterest and just like was trying to like he's living for it kind of reminds me of when like jeffrey star jeffrey star um, was like i'm going to sunday service that was funny yeah that was really funny i mean this was fun while it lasted also i got some dms that harry jowsey had been linked in the past to larsa Yes, okay, and they actually spoke about it on, what TV show was it? It was Love is Blind. Oh, oh, wait, no. That was, okay, never mind. Um, Yeah, no, it was Larsa. Okay, on, like, the Love is Blind reunion, do you remember Damien, who was engaged to Giannina? Yeah. He had paparazzi pictures, I think, with Larsa, and it no, became, like, a with, whole thing. with Francesca. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting my, my reality stars confused. But yes, he had been linked. But I think they just like went to dinner and he like helped her to her car and the paparazzi were outside. Like, I don't think it was a, a thing. I don't know. I, I could ship that too now that I'm a Lars to stand. Yeah, I mean, literally the one and only. Um, so yes, this is not true. Our heart is breaking. But you know what? What you said yesterday is entirely possible. Maybe this is their meet cute. Yeah. Maybe this is their meet cute, just like a Hallmark movie. And I, so I would say on this, like, there's definitely a chance. You know? Mm, yeah, no, I don't know <laughs> if I would say that, but I think there's a chance that they just met yesterday. Like, you see this crazy rumor about us? Yeah. yeah. We should get drinks and talk about it, you know? Yeah, talk it through. For sure. Thinking it through. That is so funny. Well, you know, it was fun while it lasted, and to whoever made it up and submitted it, like, that's just really fun. And I, I believe it's harmless gossip. I mean, I hope I d- it didn't cause any yes. harm to anyone. I can't imagine how it would have. But um, it was just like a fun thing for us to all experience. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like the person who actually pulled this rumor out of their ass and decided to like just <laughs> fuck with everyone. Obviously didn't think it would become like as big of a thing. Like to the point where Chloe's responding. Nobody thought that. And she's probably like either hysterically laughing in her bedroom or like freaking out that like people are going to find out that it was her and she started this I think that she is working on her next rumor and it's not going to be as good and she's going to get herself into trouble so if you're listening to this I would say quit while you're ahead you had success here don't keep going because usually it doesn't end up like this and people get big mad well she is a powerful woman so if she is listening to this like I wouldn't mind you starting a harmless rumor about me like here's some here's some suggestions okay Claudia Ashray you know and Ben Soffer add third to their relationship. John Mayer confirms something like that. Okay, love it. I could believe it. I, I, I don't. That's all. That's the only one. That's the one I want out there. Okay, maybe I'll do it. I'll I could believe it. it too. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. <laughs> that's like the most niche movie reference that like only our family like giggles at. And I bet. Okay, does anyone in the world know what this is from? I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. I'll do it. No, because it's literally the most random moment in Borat from like 15 years ago when he gets in like this RV with a bunch of college kids. Like a bunch and it's of so random. crazy people. Yeah. I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. 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 I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we say it a lot on the toes, but we've actually never like explained what it's from. It's from Borat and it's like literally the most unremarkable scene. And I don't know why, like as a family, we like we're just very impacted by that quote and we use it all the time it's so funny and i think it's also a great moment to like have a borat appreciation moment if you're looking for a great movie to watch this weekend add it to your list yeah if you're looking for a great sasha baron cohen movie to watch i would suggest which which one is aladdin the dictator dictator. that's my favorite one yeah that one is so good and also oh my god so you know how we always say every time and this is like another family random joke that we always say like when we take a covid test and it's um negative we say positive we're COVID or al- negative we say we're covid aladdin and i was actually talking to someone <laughs> and i said it i was like oh my god aladdin and they were like someone said that to me and i didn't know what it meant and so someone else is going around saying COVID Aladdin also. But you only say it when you're negative, even though it means positive and negative. But you only say it when you're negative because if you're obviously COVID positive, you're not making a joke about it. So for those who don't know what Aladdin is, it's from the movie The Dictator. Basically, Sacha Baron Cohen plays a dictator where he just like changes all the rules in his country and he makes his last name, Aladdin, mean like 50 different things. So it means positive, it means negative. So they cut to this guy at a clinic getting tested for STDs. He's like, sir, your test was Aladdin. Yay! No. no. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Definitely watch it. I hope everyone is COVID Aladdin this weekend. And then also the theme song of the movie is Ba-da-da-da-da. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. Aladdin, motherfucker. So good. <laughs> Maybe you should have a Sasha Baron Coven- Cohen watch weekend. Sasha Baron Covid. <laughs> Well, Well, actually, everything he does is so funny. But do you know that he has – I actually never saw it. Um, He has, like, a a serious role. It's a short series about – The Spy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I saw it. I heard it was amazing. Oh, you did? It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a lot, but you should watch it. It's so good. Yeah, I I always think, like, I need to watch that. Yeah, you definitely should. Add it to the Sasha Baron Cohen 
marathon weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Not our to next. Be annoying, but you know I met Sasha Baron Cohen once. And how did that go? I've never actually in my life been so starstruck. Like I just stood there. I didn't even. I honestly met is a strong word because like we were in a circle of people and everyone was talking and I was just like sitting there because I was like nervous. That's how meets usually go. It was really overwhelming. Like I had a whole speech like my Jewish king, but I didn't. No, no, he doesn't want to hear it. Not at all. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? Is it the next story that's brought to you by Hydro Jug? Yes. Wow. Hydro Jug is a perfect Friday sponsor. Okay. So Hydro Jug, if you struggle with drinking water or you just want to really like as a resolution start drinking a good amount of water, the Hydro Jug is a perfect place to start. So the Pro Hydro Jug, the stainless one, or the glass Hydro Jug. My favorite is the stainless one because I'm like a beast and I can be like really rough on it and it like doesn't scratch. Um, It's a perfect water bottle. It's Instagram worthy. It's super clean. It keeps your water clean and it cold, but it also looks super cute as well. So the lid is the best part, in my opinion. There are no other lids like this on other water bottles because it includes a flip cap, a dual function sip spout, and a detachable straw. So I can sip from the straw, if I'm wearing lipstick, and remove the straw and pour it like normal. Um, And you know I'm like a straw girly girl, so the fact that the straw is there but it's also adjustable is just wonderful. Um, The stainless steel one has insulation for hours, so it's the upgrade you need to drink more water. Their triple layer insulation will keep your water cold all day long. The jug features a silicone base to keep it where you want it and never stress about leaks or condensation again. The fixed handle makes it easy, so you can still drink one-handed and you won't be able to get enough of the dual function sip spout. Sip through the attached straw or remove the straw to pour. You're just going to you're going to love everything about it. The wide mouth opening, the integrated handle, all their products are BPA free because sustainability is really important to them. So get your hydro jug at thehydrojug.com. Use the discount code TOADS to get 10% off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code TOAST at thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. Great thing to do for like top of the year, start drinking more water, leave it on your nightstand. It's also just nice to always have water with you. It really, really is. Water can really solve a lot of problems. I don't it think people save realize lives. that. No, it, yeah, well, definitely that. Okay, our next story, a little casting no- news. Dakota Johnson is in talks to star in a Spider-Man spin-off movie called Madam Web. <laughs> don't look so excited, Claudia. The Fifty Shades of Grey star is reportedly in talks to appear in a Spider-Man spin-off entitled Madam Web for Sony Pictures. Um, the character was first introduced in 1980s, the Amazing Spider-Man comic. She's described as a mutant mutant who can predict the future of Spidey superheroes and is usually drawn as an old woman who is blind and paralyzed. She's essentially surrounded by web-like machinery Dark. to help her li- live and stay safe. Okay. I don't know. Well, I'm feeling all over the place. I think the concept of, like, a female Spider-Man is great. Love it. Yeah. Um, Especially one that's, like, based in something that comes from the comics, not just, like, we're going to make a Spider-Woman today. Yeah, no, totally. That's, like, offensive to women. Um, The thing with Dakota Johnson is, like, I, like, want to hate her because she's, like, really the face of nepotism. Like, she got a lead role in an enormous franchise, and I don't think she'd ever acted a day in her life. Like, it's the most shocking nepotistic. Both of her parents are famous. But for some reason, it doesn't bother me because she's, like, kind of a queen. She's, like, so beautiful and funny. And she was the queen who really unraveled the um, Ellen story. And so for that, I feel like we just have to support this project. Yeah, I feel like – I don't have strong feelings one way or the other, but I do feel like recently her – modern family relationship with Gwyneth and Chris Mm -hmm. and everything just like really reflects positively on her as a person I think it's like a really hard situation to come into and Gwyneth had just just posted like this week how much she loves Dakota yeah no by the way I completely agree with you but I think it says a lot about Gwyneth Oh, well, of course, but we already knew that she's, like, a modern queen. For me, like, if Gwyneth gives her stamp of approval to anyone, especially someone who's dating the father of her children, like, this person must be exceptional. That's exactly what I'm saying. And because we already know that Gwyneth is exceptional. And it we takes, do. like, you know, most people, I don't know if they – or is it the person who's, like, not welcoming the new person into the family? Or is it the new person in, that's coming into the family, like, it depends. most of the time? It depends on the circumstances, I'm I think sure. We could do a Dear Toasters with both, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure it's also, like, a little bit of both. Like, nobody's perfect. So maybe, like, your idiosyncrasies just, like, 
totally clash with the other person's flaws as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I could see Dakota Johnson playing a superhero, but maybe she's a versatile actress and we don't know. How to Be Single was a great movie. Right. That's funny that you think of How to Be Single. I'm only thinking of Fifty Shades, but I only saw the first one. I've never seen... That movie was plagued by the fact that the two of them had absolutely no chemistry. No chemistry. If anything, they had the opposite of chemistry. They had beef, and that really just pops off the screen. You know, the thing is, we, we talk about this all the time, like what it takes to make a great franchise, and Twilight being, you know, the perfect example of two people who were deeply in love, and that chemistry translated so much on screen, it can have the opposite effect. If I mean, Kissing Booth 2 and 3, Jacob Elordi and Joey King couldn't even stand each other, and the movies flopped for a reason. Yeah, and also I don't want to spoil it for you because I don't know if you will be watching Victoria ever. Um, I will. It's actually not a spoiler, but I mean, you know who Victoria marries. No, thank you for asking. That's the thing about historical movies. (laughs) Like, okay, we watch The Irishman. Spoiler alert if you've never seen it. There's some character, Jimmy Hoffa, and Olivia blurts out, oh, I wonder who ends up murdering Jimmy Hoffa. I'm like, what? Jimmy Hoffa dies, and she's like, he's a real character. You didn't know that. She was being like an intellectual snob. So... I think that, like, this whole thing about spoiler alerts and real move, like, real historical, there's a gray area because not everyone knows who Victoria married and who the fuck Jimmy Hoffa was. Okay, so I won't give a spoiler on on what happened and who Victoria chooses, but the person that she chooses and that plays out in the show, the entire time they're filming the show, like, the two of them are very much dating in real life, Jenna Coleman and the actor. Love that. And, like, you can... you can feel it come off the screen like you really really can and so then they broke up recently which is just like so sad and Victoria season four there's been like whispers and and it's been delayed and everything Mm. but in the time that you know they haven't gotten their shit together like Jenna Coleman was spotted leaving his townhouse oh and so maybe maybe everything will be okay for season four if we didn't get a season four which you know because because I like it and I found it it won't happen it's It's a goner finish um also most recently broke the box office spider-man tom holland and zendaya being a couple couldn't hurt i mean i didn't see it but i imagine the chemistry was palpable palpable agreed so so if you want a successful franchise fall in love with your co-star yeah but you can't like fake that that's the thing hollywood can fake a lot of stuff no i think that's the je ne sais quoi that's the it factor the secret sauce yeah and they they can do all their cgi they can like make shit happen but they can't fake love and i it's think true. that's the, the moral of the story and you know what's so great like about twilight even though you know robert and Kristen are long over she re- not recently but a couple years after the breakup she did a really in-depth howard stern interview and there was a lot of speculation because it was like so perfect you know this huge franchise two people fall in love she was like no 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 like it was full and now she's recently come out as gay so I think a lot of people question the relationship and she said in no way was any of it for press none of it was fake like we were so in love it's a great interview she does with Howard Stern and just to hear that as like a twilight stand like it brought tears to my eyes like I got misty eyed that's so beautiful gorgeous I think that's a perfect segue to our next story, which is about another iconic couple. And David Beckham is kind of like spilling the tea on his wife and saying that she's eaten the same thing for the last 25 years. And of course, like I was like, click. Oh, I believe it. What is she eating? What is she eating? Okay. While appearing on the latest episode of River Cafe Table 4 podcast, David Beckham revealed the meal his wife has eaten since they met in the late 1990s. He said, I get quite emotional about food and wine when I'm eating something great. I want everyone to try it. Unfortunately, I'm married to someone that has eaten the same thing for the last 25 years. Since I met Victoria, she only eats grilled fish and steamed vegetables. She will very rarely deviate away from that. He said, the only time she probably ever shared something that's been on my plate was actually when she was pregnant with our daughter, Harper. And it was the most amazing thing. I feel like this is you and Ben. I was just, like, not to make everything about me, but, like, reading this, and I said, Ben easily could have written this, only because I know it's actually really hard for Ben. He's such a foodie, and when he goes out, he'll order three things, not because he wants to eat three things, but he wants to try, and if he had a partner who could, you know, split an appetizer or two, like, it would change his life, but he doesn't have that, so we literally pay for a meal for, like, four people, because I get the same thing every time. I go to a restaurant and I look at the menu. I find either the salmon or the chicken. Like that's, I will never, ever deviate from that. It's just who I am. Like I'm a creature of habit. Ben has never ordered the same thing twice. Even if we go to the same restaurant two nights in a row, he'll get different things. Yeah, it really is such a shame because they do say opposites attract. And I'm sure on some level, like, you know, 
subconsciously that's what makes you guys work is that you're so different but what about the convenience of like he could order three things that he wants to try and then you could also order things that three things you want to try and then we tried six things where does that account for an opposite to tract our food and beverage bills would be half the price if we could share like we just i don't even know the only thing we really share is like a side of french fries and i don't even like to share those like they're mine we get two yeah, and, like, he, like, loves going to new restaurants and trying, like, you know. Hate. <laughs> so, like, who? Hate. And it, now that I think about it, like, he's, oh, you're never going. When he's going omakase, like, you're never there. No, like, if me and Ben go out to dinner, I go to the same four restaurants. Like, I love Sierra Bond. I like Kaima. I like, um, like, Gemma. Serafina, there's like five restaurants I'll go to and they're not even like the best restaurants in the city they just have shit there that I like and I get the same thing every time we couldn't be more different and I know it actually like it plagues Ben that's so unfortunate logistically know, but, but you that's know what, why least, he has so many friends that want to share appetizers with him he has so many friends and now like knowing Victoria and David Beckham who have really stood every test in Hollywood stood the test of time 25 years happily married yeah. there might be something to this and maybe it's just like the fact that you have your own things like maybe if you guys were too similar you know then you would fight over what you what you would want to order and try you would also like fight over like what was the best thing now like you each have your own thing right he can tell you what the best thing on the menu was and you just believe him well we order in a lot especially you know since the pandemic started like even more and if it were up to me i would order the same thing every night i get chicken teriyaki from sushi seki like it is my absolute i I could eat it till i die and every time i come home ben's like what do you want to order i'm like seki and it like pains him because he's eating the same thing multiple times a week and I actually got a notification from Uber Eats that I'm in like the top 0.01% of people who order from Sushi Seki. And do you know how many times I've ordered from Sushi Seki in the last year? And this was like a couple weeks ago. How many? A hundred. <gasps> I've been getting those. Isn't I, that crazy? That's crazy. I got, I get a lot of those badges these days of like, I'm in the top 5% of customers. Every restaurant I order from, they're like, you're in the top 5% of customers. I'm like, what's everyone else doing then? Where are you going? Like, I, like, some places I I do order from a lot, but sometimes I'm just like, you know, once every few weeks. And yeah, I guess they are, they are leaving their house, but nothing is more embarrassing than getting those badges. I don't know if Uber Eats and Postmates, like, they have to stop as a point of pride, but it's humiliating. Humiliating to know it's that I'm in the top one percent of people who order bagels from this bagel place. When I saw three digits of the amount of times that I've ordered from sushi, <laughs> I wanted to literally die. That's and insane. it's definitely, you know what? It's not good business. It's not good business because every time I thought about ordering food, I was like, you know what? I'll just go pick something up because I couldn't stand the shame of my Uber Eats app. So they should really stop. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. On that note, are you ready for our fifth and final story? I'm not going to sing. Yeah, I'm fine. Please sing. Everyone wants you to sing. It's it's Friday. They I don't. want you to sing. Jackie, do you know what I did yesterday? What did you do? I read some recent podcast reviews. Okay. Oh, I read some two the other hurt. day. There was one that really bothered one. me. There was one that bothered me. Me too. But I can't remember. Mine what was, was yours. Did they recently start doubling up how many ads they do? It's literally the whole show. I'm Ew. like, Okay, so we do a 60-minute episode. We do three, maybe four ads, one minute each. So four minutes out of 60 is the whole show, wench. And this is a business, <laughs> bitch. Like, we have shit to do. Wench. Wait, I'm dying. such also, a wenchy comment. You guys, I'm going to give you a little, like, uh, trick of the trade for podcasts. Pretty much for every 15 minutes is one ad. So if we're doing an hour show, that's four ads. And so we're not doing any more or less ads than we we're supposed to be doing. I don't really want to. Okay, I just pulled up... Um, Oh, my God. I'm not even going to look quickly. I can't remember what it what was that doing? hurt my feelings. I can't remember what it was that hurt my feelings. But um, And there were a lot of negative ones, but sometimes they don't hurt. I'm like, okay, that's your opinion. Cool. Yeah. There was just, like, something that um, – I think I know cut. what it was because I saw it, too. Was it, like, really complimentary to me and, like, really nasty to you? What was the nastiness to me? It was just, like, Claudia is a born entertainer, which was so nice. Oh, no, I haven't seen this. Keep oh, going. and then it was like, and Jackie's just like monotone, and she ends every sentence with a G. I didn't even know what that meant. With a G? Okay, yeah. now I'll have to look out for that. <laughs> no, that wasn't, that wasn't even it. Well, what actually, there was like two that actually really bothered me, because I guess some people didn't like what we had to say about Jenny Wen, and they were like, okay. well, if this was about the Jewish community, you know they only care about things that 
relate to them. And then it's like literally the next week we had a whole segment on Whoopi Goldberg's anti-Semitism. And I think we literally gave the same amount. We literally said the same thing to Jenny that we it's said the about. the same principle. And because we are principled people. Right. That's what's nice about having principles. You can just apply them to everything and you'll be consistent. I saw those comments um, on the Jenny Wen episode and I was just like, is this your first time listening? Because when have we ever gone harder against someone? If anything, I feel like we're more forgiving when someone insults the Jewish community because we just like don't want to believe that like people have hate that us. amount of hate in their hearts. You know, and I really feel like I'm extremely inconsistent in most facets of my life. Like I'm extremely hypocritical. Um, but I actually feel like when we talk about cancel culture, I feel like I'm very equal when it's like a community that I'm a part of. Or a community that I'm not a part of. That's like something I actually like to pride myself on. So I didn't appreciate that. And I'm never reading podcast reviews again. Uh, yeah, well, I just like scroll down to some. And now I'll try and find the one that Just don't me, do it. No, Jackie, you're pregnant. And you need to protect true. your aura and your energy. And seriously, I'll kill you if you do it. Okay. Okay. Great. But there's like, whatever. Sometimes there's something in there. I'm like, you know what? That's actually some pretty good feedback. Yes, of course. I'll it's incorporate important. that. It's important to know, like, sometimes people actually do give critical feedback, like, in a helpful, nice way. And they don't give you one star. They're like, I love this show. Four stars. But could you just do this? Thank you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Are you ready for our fifth and final story now? Which you're not going to sing because you've been... Because I've been silenced. You've been silenced. Well, it's about the Winter Olympics, which kicked off last night, opening ceremonies of the 2022 Winter Olympics. Today is our first day of activities. They are taking place in Beijing, which is 13 hours ahead of the East Coast. So it's like very, you know, there's the live, but then there's also going to be prime time and it's going to be confusing because did the opening ceremonies aired last night? I don't know. Brian didn't want to watch it. We were like stuck in this documentary that I'm going to talk about in five minutes. I did not see one thing Where's about the support? anyone watching Where's the, the opening. I have no idea. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. There's, like, very little energy being put towards. I think it's because it's, okay. like, controversial. Well, here, no, here's yes, it is controversial, but also the opening ceremony will air in prime time tonight. Oh, okay, good. It so already happened. Okay, yeah, and I was thinking, why would it premiere on a Thursday? That's just, like, not good television. That's not the show business. If you're looking for premium coverage of the Olympics, I highly suggest following Leslie Jones on all social media platforms. She watches every single minute of it and she records herself and her reactions and seriously the fact that NBC hasn't hired her like an official capacity as an Olympic correspondent is devastating because she's so funny it's like my favorite thing to watch um and as far as I know she's literally the only person talking about it yeah but there hasn't been much to talk about yet but today we will have activities starting at 12 noon um eastern time but then the opening ceremony will air tonight so it's just it's confusing all over the place very much so Okay, well, that's very exciting. There's also a historic um, moment happening for Israel. The first modern Orthodox woman is an Olympian, and she is competing. So I just you what look to see. Um, that's as far as I know. Okay, I, we'll have I, to I only read the headline. We'll have to watch the opening ceremony to find out. Yeah, very exciting. So I love the Olympics. I will be tuning in, but I do agree. There's like a lack of energy, a lack of momentum, lack of spirit for the Winter Olympics, and I just think the Winter Olympians deserve more. It's also Sean White's last olympics like there's a lot it's a historic season oh wow he's oh i didn't realize that he was um retiring competing i thought he was going to be like broadcasting no i think uh, you know let me just double check my facts because you know i like to make things no up. you sound right he's like still does his thing he's so cute you know he's dating nina dobrev of course i know ship so hard sean white on 22 winter olympics it's tough to say goodbye so yeah i think this is his last one very cool and him and Nina Dobrev are actually extremely cute. Extremely. I'm happy for them. Me too. Okay. Well, those are the past five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. And now Claudia is going to share everything that she's been watching. Before you do, let me just say I started season five of Dark. I finished with my break. I know how you love when I talk about Dark, Claudia. You're just like, well, can I tell what you something? Ro- what did Ross do? What did Demelza say? Can I tell you something? <laughs> yeah. I have literally no idea what Dark is. Like, you keep talking about it. I'm like, it took me a while to figure out it was a TV show. Like, I'm seriously, like, I'm so confused every time you talk about it. Okay. It is a TV show. It's a period piece. It is set now where it's 1800 in London. Um, they do live in Cornwall most of the time. And it's just... They don't um, live in Illyria? They do, no, but of course that's what I was thinking. It's just a historical fiction um, television show. show. What channel? It's 
on Amazon Prime. There's five seasons. And if you're into that sort of thing, like it is a really good show. It has really good moments, but it's also incredibly frustrating. And so I watched four seasons and I needed a break from it from Ross Poldark and his antics. I just came back for season five because I just want to close the book on it. Season five is somehow even more frustrating than all of the other seasons. So I just need to plow through and get to the end because um, they're really just like driving the show into the ground. No offense. And the tea, the shade. Yeah, but I would still like recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. But this is what happens with all television shows. You know, there's only so yeah. much you can do. And it's like you don't want to cause too much uh, strife and controversy within the show because then like your faves might get broken up. And like I don't want to see that for Ross and Demel's. I do ship. So it is what it is, but it's also very frustrating. So I will finish that this weekend. I'm actually really excited to start Real Houses of Miami now that I am like – Oh, Larsa Stan. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make an Instagram fan account. Stop, Larsa Stan for life. Um, okay, well, the TV recap is brought to you by Sunbasket. Who's ready to feel amazing this year? Sunbasket delivers healthy meals, so you aren't on the hook to shop and cook to hit your health goals. Because old habits die hard. So if you're looking to kick off the new year with healthy eating habits, check out Sunbasket meals. They deliver the joy of eating food with bold flavors, organic produce, and sustainable seafood and meats. Their award-winning chefs are constantly innovating with new recipes and global taste to keep it interesting each week they have dozens of options their uh, fresh and ready meals are perfect hot lunch hack eat heat and eat in minutes and you could put dinner on autopilot with easy to prep meal kits that impress for date night to win over picky eaters in your family i'm extremely picky we literally just spoke about that for 20 minutes <laughs> and there's so much variety when it comes to sun basket they have really good food and if you're not like you know chef boyardee the heat and eat is very easy to use, and I just – I love – I love it. Um, they've got also healthy snacks, grab-and-go breakfast items. Whether you eat vegetarian, paleo, gluten-free, or low-carb, high-protein, Sunbasket has something to check any and every box. And right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash toast and enter the promo code toast at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash toast. Enter promo code toast at checkout. You will not regret it. So the two documentaries that I watched, the first one, which was like a little bit lighter, was The Tinder Swindler. And I told you it's this man who literally used Tinder in Europe to do a Ponzi scheme of over $10 million. He told everyone he was like the son of this really rich Israeli guy. Um, so he took his name, but the guy had no sons. So like literally these girls who he was he was meeting them on Tinder took them on a private jet their first date. And it turned out like with every girl he was like swindling – he was using money from a previous girl. So he would get in relationships with them, buy them everything they want. And then the money runs out and he's like, oh, my God, all my diamond. He's in the diamond business. All my diamond enemies are onto me. They're trying to kill me. He sends pictures of like fake blood. He's like, oh, my God, I don't I can't. They're tracing my credit cards. Can you just like lend me your credit card? And he would run up these crazy charges, make the women take out loans. Most of them are now in debt for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. It was the craziest story, and the women really got the story to be told and got him arrested. They contacted the biggest paper in Norway. Two of the women sat down, and then once the article came out, all these women all over Europe, like London, Oslo, Norway, started to come forward. And they, the woman who actually ended up facilitating his arrest was this queen, like queen. Okay, but she was so pissed. Before she turned him in, she was like, literally, I'm $140,000 in debt, and if he gets turned in, like, I'm fucked. So he was telling her, like, I need money, I need money, I need money. She's like, okay, I have a great idea. Let me sell all your designer clothes for you. I work in luxury fashion. I will sell all your designer clothes. I'll come to, I think he was in Amsterdam. He's like, I'll come pick it up, and then I'll send you the money. So he's so desperate. He's like, okay, amazing. She goes, she takes three enormous suitcases of all of his designer clothes that he's acquired over the years and starts listing them on eBay. And she never told us how much she ended up making. She said she didn't make back the full amount, but like it was enough to make a dent and really like screw him over because after that he was like spending $12 a night to live in a hostel and she found out what name he was going to use for his next life. He kept changing his name and she reported him to the police and he got arrested. He literally did 15 months in prison. He got sentenced to 15. Sorry, he only stayed for five. He's out and about. He's free now, living his best life. These women are still in debt. And when they take out these loans, they have crazy interest rates. So they keep making payments, but they're fucked. Like they're whatever. So the whole thing was really interesting because his Instagram, he was posing as Simon Levive. 
the son of this heiress of the LLD Diamonds. LLD Diamonds is a real company that has absolutely nothing to do with this. And they had to post a statement on their Instagram being like, we're like a small business. Like, we have nothing to do with this man. Leave us alone. But I went to Simon's Instagram last night. And he had 159,000 followers and he was on private. And I was like, fuck, I wanted to stalk. Then when we finished the documentary, I checked again. He had 175,000 and he was on public. And I saw that we had a mutual friend. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. So I texted my friend and I was like, it's so funny. I'm like, how do you know Simon Levive? He goes, ha, ha, I don't. I'm like, but why do you guys, like, why do you follow him? I just watched a documentary and I'm obsessed and I just want to say, like, the fact this person is, like, a man about town. He runs in fabulous circles. Like, he would know. It wasn't shocking at all. Yeah. So I'm like, why do you follow him? I just watched a documentary and I'm obsessed. He goes, because I just watched a documentary also. Oh, my God. And I immediately followed him. I thought, I literally thought we had a mutual friend. He was like, no, no, no. I just watched a documentary and I thought it was so crazy. I thought you were going to say that so you, good. like, found someone that you're friends with who, like, thought this guy is who he says he is and, like, was going to be his next victim. I thought I was about to blow my friend's mind, being like, Simon Levive is not who you think he is. His name is Simon Hayut. Like, but it wasn't. That Um, is so funny. And then the next thing I watched is this three-part TLC documentary called Taken at Birth about the Dr. Hicks babies, which I had never heard of. But in 1997, this article came out and blew this whole thing wide open. Basically, there was a man in Georgia who was running like a clinic, but it was well-known underground for being like a safe place to get an illegal abortion. Because, you know, back in the day, you couldn't get an abortion. If you did, it was really dangerous. And he was like known for like taking care of all these women. And it turns out that he was running this incredibly fucked up adoption ring where he was either, women came to him to give birth and he would tell them that their babies died and then be selling the baby out the back door for $1,000 to like random women across the country who were infertile. Or women would come for an abortion and he was like, I guess, some like pro-life activist who would be like, no, listen, keep the baby and I will take care of it for you. So he would keep these women pregnant until like 30 weeks and have them like induced. So these babies would be like tiny. This woman said, I came to pick up my daughter and I could fit her in both my hands. Like, and they like, it was just so, it was so fucked up. And so now all these Hicks babies who have like recently found each other are trying to find their lineage or trying to find their birth parents. There's no documentation because all of their birth certificates are fraudulent. Like, and cause it has their, it has their adopted parents' names on their birth certificate. So thanks to 23andMe and like ancestry, like some people are able to find like close relatives, but this was also the fifties. So most of these people's parents have passed away without ever finding out that they had a child. They literally thought this woman Thought she gave birth to two stillborn twins, and we found one of them, Stephen. Like it's so fucked up. Oh my god! But wait, so the people who gave birth to, and then he said that the babies died. Like they wanted to keep their babies. Yes, they just came to give birth. Oh my god, it's so horrible, and like the town is really weird because like there's a lot of old people who live in the town who were around during that time, and. It was, like, a well-known thing that he was doing. And, like, they all kept his secret. And he was, like, this honorable man who everyone loved. But, like, people knew about it. Like, it's not like this is coming as a shock. The town is, like, trying to cover it up. And it's, like, really fucked up. There's just, like, a lot of creepy things happening. But where I left off last night is that there's a chance. They exhumed the body of Dr. Hicks's son to get DNA. Because he died about 40 years ago. Dr. Hicks himself died, like, a million years ago. So they exhumed his body to get DNA from the son. Because they think a lot of these babies are related to Dr. Hicks. Like, he was fucking around on the side. Him and his son were both fucking around on the side. And were literally, like, taking these babies from the women that they got pregnant and giving them to families who were struggling with fertility. So last night they exhumed the body. We have to get the DNA. I don't know what's going to come of it. But it's the most... Do you think that they were intentionally getting women pregnant so that they had babies to sell? Mm, I don't know it's the thing is is like this happened so long ago there's like no information they're literally like grasping at straws oh my god that is so fucking spooky it makes my stomach hurt it's Pittsville don't watch it like it's really fucked up no no no. I don't think I'm in a position to. but if you're not pregnant if you're not pregnant I highly recommend TLC did a stand-up job wow that's insane insane so that's my TV recap sorry it's a little dark but I was in a documentary documentary mood yesterday you can't help these things. Honestly, a documentary mood is a pretty good mood. I need to I need to I need to see where my TV path is going to take me next. I really you never do know. not know. Check you out don't. the Tinder Swindler. It was kind of crazy. 
Yeah, I might. I like that. That sounds like American Greed. And they all, like, he was communicating with all of his different girlfriends on WhatsApp, and they have everything. They have all, he loved to send voice memos. So, like, you hear him yelling and going crazy. He was always sending videos, like, miss you, baby, on, like, on a private plane. So, like, it's really embarrassing for him. And they have, like, a lot of footage from all the WhatsApp chats. Oh, wow. Okay. So good. Thanks for sharing. Um, he's a pleasure. So that's our show for now. If you're going to continue watching, we have a great segment that's brought to you by Bacardi. And that's all she wrote. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are and how we are principled queens. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you on Monday and enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Bye. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. We are so excited for our next segment, which is brought to you by the Bacardi Party Tour. We are sitting down with Joe and Andrew from Loud Luxury, who are headlining the Bacardi Party Tour and just happen to be two of my favorite people to follow on TikTok. So welcome to the Toast. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for having us. So can you tell us a little bit about the Bacardi Party Tour? Like, where have you been so far? What stops do you have left? What are you looking forward to? I mean, we've we've been all over. It's been a pretty wild ride. Um, all the shows have been probably some of the best shows we've done this year, which we're super thank super thankful for. Just uh, coming out of the pandemic and actually being able to tour again. Um, so we're we're super super excited for the rest of the shows. That's so fun. What has it been like working with Bacardi, and how are you guys going to close out this tour? It's been awesome working with Bacardi. You know, I, they really believe in what we're doing, not just um on the show side but also on the music side we've collaborated on some really awesome things we even actually made our own drink together for the tour so it's really a top-down experience from the second that you step into one of these parties where it feels like it's a true collaboration between loud luxury and bacardi so we know the tour is in full swing can you tell us your favorite stop along the bacardi party tour and why uh well i mean all of them have been amazing uh, the shows have been literally 10 out of 10. Uh, one of them that was really special was uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, we got to be there for Halloween. Uh, we got to spend some time there, and that's always a great place to just kind of hang out. Uh, but, I mean, Indiana, Texas, uh, we've done uh, Georgia, uh, Minnesota. All of them have been great. Seeing this great yeah, nation. I, I personally – I personally loved College Station because we got the most Texas experience of all time there. We ate fried gator. We went to this country bar after. It it was like the most Texas experience you could possibly get. And that was really cool to us because normally we're just in Dallas and more like the metropolitan cities. Wow, that's such a fun way to see like all of our different cities in our great nation, like through the lens of the colleges. (laughs) Through partying. Yeah. Yes. This tour sounds like, honestly, a dream, like the most fun a person could possibly have. The Bacardi brand ethos <laughs> is do what moves you. How do you guys feel like lo- Loud Luxury embodies this, does what moves you guys? I mean, the only thing we're thinking about when we're in the studio is just, are people going to dance to this? Is this going to get people going? When we're playing songs for people, we're literally just watching and just seeing how their body reacts. Like, that is literally the fundamental thing of what you do in dance music. So I think Bacardi and us have that in common. Now, not to get too personal, but what moves you, both of you? <laughs> I mean, we we honestly really love this tour because it kind of brings us back to our college days. Uh, I mean, that's that's the big, yeah. big thing for us is going back to all these great colleges and um, really just like getting to play all of our new music because all the music that we made was during the pandemic. So we didn't really have... Um, a time to really play it out for anybody other than like on live streams or like anything like that. So um, for us, it's really been special being able to play all the new music out for people. And I know this is like asking your favorite child, but what is your favorite Bacardi uh, cocktail? Well, the Lux Lemonade, cause that's the one that we did together. Yeah. The Lux yeah. Lemonade for yeah, sure. That, but that's how it sounds delicious. Yeah. It's, it's actually really simple to make. How do you make it? Walk us through it. Yeah. The Lux Lemonade is actually super simple to make. Yeah, all right. So what you need is you need Bacardi Limon, which is actually amazing. And I wasn't really a rum drinker until this. So I love Bacardi Limon. And then you just mix it with some lemonade. 
I think it's one and one and a half ounces of Bacardi Limon with three ounces of lemonade. And you put in a tall glass, tons of ice, give it a quick stir, and then you're set. And we've been drinking that the whole tour and loving it. That Gorgeous. sounds so good. I'm about to um, give birth, but once I do, that sounds definitely like can't be drinking it. That refreshing way. <laughs> celebrate. No, no, we'll no, make you like, a nice I'm, lemonade. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm getting pre- just. I'm getting prepared for you know what I can look forward to, and that sounds like something I should add to my list of things. <laughs> People get excited like, "What's going to be my first drink?" Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, people get excited, like, what's going to be my first drink after birth? Yeah. A lot of people have asked me, like, what's going to be the first thing I'm going to eat that I couldn't eat before, like, activity that I couldn't do before. But for first drink, like, this is definitely up there of something that um, I've got to try. That just honestly sounds really refreshing mm-hmm. and a great foray back into the world of alcohol, for sure. <laughs> we love a good foray. Well, if you make it to the Bacardi party... We'll have one all together. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, yes. one of the shows. Claudia would love that. She's just dying to, oh, to oh my God. relive her college days because she went to a school in a city. She did not have, like, the real experience. I think Claudia needs to become a groupie for the Bacardi Headline party. With you hey, you're welcome on stage anytime. Groupie? Jackie, I'm married. <laughs> you're welcome on stage Claudia. anytime. Dude, I'm she much just means more, you're going to come be... to some shows with us. You know, I did just release a song that is, it's critically acclaimed. Like, it's up for a Peabody, it's up for a Nobel Peace Prize, and I, maybe you guys just listen to it and you let me know what you think. It's on Spotify, it's called 100% by Claudia Ashra. You check it out, you let it. me know. We will, 100%. Pun intended. <laughs> Claudia, yes. you gotta get yourself on this tour. I think Certified. It'll, I think it'll catch you up for like years worth of college partying that you missed. I think it's also what my music career really needs. Yeah. The FOMO is real. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys usually do to, uh, to get ready to celebrate game day? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, for us, we like to wake up. I, the good thing about game day is that it's early. So you get to wake up and have a really nice breakfast. I'm personally a sucker for the Chick-fil-A breakfast. That was one of my favorite parts of going to Athens, Georgia, when we played there, is that it's just Chick-fil-A at every street corner. That was the only so, thing that we could get a reservation at, I think we blew up on a nice breakfast. <laughs> you got to make, you gotta make <laughs> a reservation. Yeah, because it was right before game day. and That's the one tip. You just got to make a reservation because <laughs> literally we tried to eat pretty much at every single bar that was – or like food spot or whatever it was just on the strip. Everywhere was a minimum hour wait. And the only thing that we didn't have to wait in a crazy, crazy line for was Chick-fil-A. There's still a line, but we were, <laughs> we got to eat there. That sounds like a yeah. Yeah. sounds like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I've never been to a number one ranked football school. The atmosphere is totally different, especially before every game day, because there's just so much riding on that game. So the city, it feels like it, it's like, you know, a, a, a stick of dynamite that's about to just explode Mm -hmm. like the energy is contagious and we felt that playing the show too in georgia as well is that everyone is just so hyped has so much energy it was really special and beyond the bacardi party tour you guys also just released your ep holiday hills right? can you tell us about that like i was saying earlier um we made that pretty much over the entirety of the pandemic um i mean we had nothing but time so it was a big uh, adjustment, just kind of going from playing shows all the time and traveling and, you know, doing that whole thing to basically having all the time in the world on our hands. So uh, we were able to really just like kind of sit down, make some music and um, work on some, some new stuff for everyone. So that, that, that was uh, a blessing in disguise also, because I mean, that's one thing about being on the road and, and touring so much is it's actually really hard to really sit down and focus on making music yeah wow what's your favorite what's your guys's each personal favorite loud luxury song it's like asking to pick between your favorite child i know a dm's choice that's what we call it here at the morning toast yes well personally my favorite type of music is music i create myself so i feel like that's an unfair question but you guys gotta remix it okay so you get it then why would you ask us that? <laughs> yeah, you know. That's true. That's actually fair. Touche, Andrew. Touche. Watching you, Claudia. Um, okay, so 
There's a lot going on with you guys, but what can your fans really expect to see and hear from you, you next? Well, we got two more stops on the Bacardi Party Tour. We're keeping that train running, even starting with this weekend. We're playing at Columbia, Missouri. We'll and that's going to be a really awesome show because last time we came there was a Halloween show on our bus tour. Yeah. Yeah, that it was, was a Halloween show on our bus tour, time. and it was honestly one of our favorite shows we've ever done. Hopefully, in we'll a very have a cold new songs time to play of year. Too. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah, for anyone listening, the Bacardi lots. Party Tour is making its next stop in Columbia, Missouri, February fifth. Yes. Twenty-one plus RSVP only post-game celebration of the Tigers versus Aggies basketball game from nine p.m. until midnight. So you don't want to miss it. It sounds super fun. I think I might have to fly out you to might Missouri have to. or Tempe. Don't yeah, that. and then. After Don't that party, we're keeping it going on the 19th. Yeah. On the mm. 19th of February. The 19th of February, we're going to be in Tempe, Arizona, which is honestly one of our favorite places to play. We love it. Yeah, ASU, that's always so a we're crazy really time. for that one as well. That's always a crazy time. So you have two left that you can uh, Arizona's you can fun. on stage with us. So if anyone wants to RSVP for the last events, go to BacardiPartyTour.com. Joe, Andrew, thank you guys so much for being here. Good luck with the thank rest of the so tour. Much. And just let me know about that collab. You just let me thank know. Thank you so much. Anytime. <laughs> thank you so Bye. much. Bye, we'll guys. Have a great one. Bye. Yes. yes. Bye, everyone.